Time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Well, welcome everybody to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Um, If everyone's coming here from our new Twitter video, uh, Peyton does really well on camera. I he's don't. He's a big fan of it. I don't want to do those. He's a big, big fan of it. So sorry, I'm calling you out. That 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 was. That's rude. fine. I don't really care. <laughs> I will admit that was not good because I don't want to be on camera. I'm on radio for a reason. Yeah, well, you, you do have the face for radio, but that was also uh, our. Second, I know that was our second shot at it, and you did a good job on the second one. The first one, you were. I did uh, a good job on the first. You did not one. look at the camera once. <laughs> That's good. You were looking at the ground. How the did, first one was more authentic. Jack, you did great. I did great. On both, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Jack, um, I don't want to hear it. What? Grayson Allen fan. Oh my gosh, we're not. Well, I'm not getting into that. With <laughs> he you has right a Grayson now. Allen jersey on right now. No, I. I Grayson have, Allen. I have a Giannis Antetokounmpo jersey on right now because he was, of course, selected as one of the All Star starters, which we will talk about uh, in just a little bit here on the Unwritten Rule. Uh, before we get into anything else, Peyton, Kenny, I pointed, I pointed at the wrong person and said the wrong name just then. How are your guys' weeks? Happy Friday. You Friday. know what? It is Friday. Um, Friday. The, we're through the first full week, um, and I didn't skip one class. So you know what? That means it was a very good well week. Well done, Peyton. And you know what? I have 8.30 a.m.s, and I didn't skip them. Kenny, how many classes did you skip this week? I didn't skip a single Four. class this week. Um, I'm really enjoying... <laughs> Mrs. Van Doren, Kenny, I had to will him to get to class the other day. I'm really enjoying my geography class. Uh, my teacher today said sus. He said that the... <laughs> He said the weather in the 1920s in Missouri was sus for the gamers. Uh, that was an wow. actual line he said Forba- in class. Verb- or verbatim. It's not forbatim. Verbatim. Verbatim. Well, interesting. I also didn't skip any classes this week. I really wanted to skip my class this morning because I was also kind of tired, but I willed, oh God. I willed my way to it. It took everything in me to go to my 8.30 a.m. Well, at least that's respectable. My class is at 10 a.m. That's not even that late in the morning. I still oh, didn't want to Well, go. I mean, the day after the Auburn game, I was very tempted to oh, just stay in bed. The day after the Auburn game, I, I am the same way. And that is actually our first topic uh, this week, unfortunately, but also somewhat fortunately. So for those who did not see or were not in the Columbia area or watching SEC Network on Tuesday evening, um, the Missouri men's basketball team who are having a, I won't say underwhelming season because I don't think the uh, expectations were all too high. They but weren't this low. They, well, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, the Mizzou men's basketball team, not not exactly the best college basketball team, uh, played, at least in the AP's opinion, the best college basketball team in the country on Tuesday night and took them right down to the wire. Um, it was a heartbreaking one-point loss uh, for the Missouri Tigers. Uh, Peyton, Kenny, and I were all at this game, mm-hmm. all three. One of, the, one of the rare occasions all three members of the unwritten rule were, were at a game, but we were all in a packed Whose fault is uh, that? MU students. It's, it's mostly my fault. Yeah. It is. No, I will take that on the chin for sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, the Auburn Tigers, number one ranked now, 19 and one, um, one against Mizzou on the road, 55 to 54 in this game. Uh, Auburn, of course, featuring possibly the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, and Jabari Smith, who did not look all too good in this game, did have 10 rebounds but just five points. Did not shoot the ball particularly well. Mm-hmm. Conzo Martin in. I kind of would say classic Conzo Martin fashion played pretty good team defense against them. You know, they let the rebounding, mm-hmm. you know, be what it was, given that they had Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler, who's like 7'3". 
Um, he's not seven oh, three, but he's very Walker tall. Kessler. Peyton had some harsh words for Walker Kessler. Do not like Walker Kessler. I myself had some very harsh words, uh, as did everyone in the MU student section, for one Mr. Bruce Pearl, who is, mm-hmm. of course, Auburn's uh, head men's basketball coach. Um, yeah, Peyton, I'll let you go I'll, first before yeah, I get into I know my... you said if you were <laughs> not in the Columbia area or watching ESPN, uh, I'm going to call out the city of Columbia as well because uh, – there were sure a lot of empty seats in the non-student section. That's true. From uh, the city of Columbia. Really appreciate that. Thanks for supporting your team, uh, city of Columbia. But I want to start off with the good. The good, first of all, that was by far the most electric the student section has ever been at Pro- one of those Probably games. ever will be, at least the rest of our time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, maybe now we'll get a little bit higher attendance than we're used to because, I mean, it was. I don't know how you could have gone to that and not have had an absolute blast. I mean, yeah. it was so loud. The energy was just contagious. I mean, the team was clearly feeding off it. Um, as far as, far as uh, hopefully we get more of that. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath for it, but hopefully the student section shows up more now. Um, but going like into the on, the on the court, Trayvon Brazil absolutely locked up Jabari Smith. Trayvon Brazil... Without a doubt, I think is the most talented player on this roster. Uh, once he can build up a little more muscle, it's not really his fault. He doesn't have a lot of muscle he's right now. He's only a freshman. Yeah, he's a freshman, and he actually he got apparently, uh, according to Jack Sobel, he had I believe like a disease of some sort that kind of sapped him of a lot of his muscle. Which really, sucks. I didn't yeah. know that. So if he can get some of that back, I mean, he is going to be a monster. Um, other than that, I mean, Mizzou completely controlled the pace of the game. They played the game how they wanted to play it the whole way through. Um, they were controlling the ball most of the game. Uh, they played by far the best defense they have all year. Uh, the team just, as the year has gone on, it's looked like they've really gotten a lot more chemistry. Um, but that's really all I can say about the good. As far as the bad goes... You only scored 54 points. I know it's the number one team in the nation, but holding Auburn to 55 and not coming away with a win is pretty dreadful. Um, Conzo, I mean, he's had a lot of – he's come under a lot of scrutiny this year. Didn't do a lot to really quiet those critics. I mean, how do you not foul on the last possession of the yeah. year? It was so frustrating because that is a game Mizzou – kind of deserved to win. They really played better for most of that game, um, but they just kind of let it slip away. I mean, it was a lot of fun to be at. Um, there's no doubt about that, but boy, oh boy, did I want to be standing on the court after that game. I think it was a classic case of, you know, a number one ranked team in the country coming into a below 500 atmosphere a little more relaxed. Um, I think Auburn came in, wasn't really expecting Mizzou to put up that kind of fight. You know, it was kind of obvious um, on that front. But I do think the student section did play a, a huge aspect in that game. Um, Mizzou students aren't really known to be big fans of their sports. No one comes to Mizzou because they're Mizzou fans growing up. There's a very small percentage of people who actually do that. Um, but I, Mizzou, doesn't, Mizzou doesn't lose that game by one point in an empty gym. Um, mm-hmm. I think the students played a big part in Conzo Martin. Uh, you know, he emphasized on that. He emphasized on how much the student section meant to that game. Like that was the largest student crowd probably since 
MPJ was at Mizzou, there was overflowing out of the student mm-hmm. section. So that's something you never really see. Um, you know, it makes sense. Number one team in the country, first time Auburn has ever been ranked number one. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm kind of upset with how Conzo Martin uh, coached that game in the last few, uh, like 30 seconds of you know, regulation. His team fought the whole way. Uh, there's no true ball handler coming up the f- uh, the floor. Every time it's either Kobe or Boogie, and they just turn their back to the defender, try to open up a pass in the inside. And it's not always going to work when there's a seven footer standing in the paint. But they did all that, and just I feel like that last that last thirty seconds was just Conzo's fault. I mean, yeah, I get like okay, you don't want to foul the precise that exact guy that's coming up the court with the ball, and maybe you want to try and steal it before you foul. But once it gets to like twenty to fifteen seconds, just foul the guy and try and run a play. Like I just don't get the logic behind waiting there because even if it works out, they miss a shot and you get the ball, then you have to scramble in about four or five seconds up the court and run a rushed play and probably take a bad shot. Um, so it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mizzou very much made this essentially the Super Bowl of the season. They were giving away like three things. Red Panda was there at halftime, and that was that was iconic. That was awesome. Um, and yeah, it was the number one team in the country. They gave away the Kobe Brown poster, uh, even though he hasn't been hot in like three games. Yeah, he's had a rough couple games. He had a few moments in the Auburn game where he just flat worked them, uh, but it, I mean, he was losing the ball a lot. I don't know. He's just in a rough patch right now. I'm not too concerned about him. Yeah. Um, you know, I had three or four years of, of anger at Bruce Pearl, at Auburn. I, I don't like the way he coaches. I don't like the way they play. Um, you know, Kenny, they were clearly trying to take advantage to what you said of the fact that Missouri has no ball handlers um, really of note to take the ball up the floor. That was obvious. I thought Conzo Martin actually did a very good job of killing the game in that aspect where he had Boogie Coleman dribble across half court, stop and turn around and wait for someone to come up and get the ball, and they just swung it around and prayed they were going to hit a contested mid-range shot, which they hit a lot of, which is why this game was close. Yeah, he did his homework. He did his homework. He did his homework on that end. Conzo Martin deserves a heck of a lot of credit for the effort he played in this game. Yes, Mm -hmm. it was a bad choice to not foul at the end of this game, I think the SEC officials can count themselves pretty darn lucky that Conzo Martin's choice to not foul is going to overshadow um, two terrible, terrible missed calls Mm -hmm. in this game. There was a bad Um, travel. The amount of Auburn fan memes that uh, were praising KD Johnson of Auburn, who to his credit tore Mizzou up. KD Johnson was the best player on the floor for Auburn that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, he hit a layup that was not a foul, and he also traveled to get Auburn the lead toward the end of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't love blaming the refs for stuff like that, but in a close game like that, you cannot let a call like that go as an and one. Yeah. It was a made layup. Some people were saying it should have even been an offensive foul. I don't think, I don't think it was an offensive foul. I think he made a nice layup and Boogie Coleman did all he could to defend it. And he didn't foul him. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just I, I loved I loved the fan atmosphere despite the loss. I was crushed just because I wanted to beat Auburn so badly. Oh yeah. Um, 
their players were clearly rattled by it being a number one team in the country and having to wave a student section yeah, for an 8 and 11 goodbye team goodbye to the 8 and 11 and then people yeah. were like oh way to downplay your performance Mizzou fans for chanting overrated we were 8 and 10 going into that yeah. game and Auburn is number one in the nation. Mizzou is a, no kidding. We're gonna chant overrated yeah. at you. Mizzou is a bottom five uh, team in power in five power basketball five right basketball. Now. They are not good this year. Yeah, that was basically our Super Bowl. Yeah, like we're not going there expecting Mizzou to win. We're going there praying to God Mizzou wins so that we can rush the court and shut. I was it hoping Bruce that Pearl's I was. Yeah, I was hoping I didn't want to lose at halftime and or leave at halftime because they were losing. Bruce Pearl hates playing Mizzou, by the way. Mm-hmm. If Bruce Pearl would have lost that game, he would have continued his career below 500 against the Missouri Tigers. That's a fact. Um, and, yeah, I just – I'm going to I'm gonna hate on him a little bit. There was a play – I forget who got hurt, but an Auburn guy drove to the rim, landed really badly on his knee. Like, I thought he might have torn something. It was yeah. uh, number one. Yeah, I don't whoever, know their names. whoever that was. I forget his um, name. It's something Smith, I'll pull, I think. I'll pull or him Green, up. one it of the was, two. Not Jamari Smith. It wasn't Smith. It was Green or something. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't remember. Know. But someone Kendall got hurt Green, for Auburn. I want to say. And I don't know. they called an offensive foul on him because he did commit an offensive foul. I think Amari Davis took the charge, and the guy did, took a yeah. really bad fall. And I was, I, I was, I felt bad. I thought the guy tore his ACL. The Mizzou student section. Wendell Green Jr. Wendell Green. Wendell Green. Like cla- applauded him when he got up, and luckily, thankfully, walked off the floor. Bruce Pearl. Never once walked over to check if his own player was okay. He did very briefly. It was like he? a check. He at the very, very beginning for like five seconds. He he walked over. It was almost like I said this at the game. He was over there. He's like, "Hey, Wendell, are you okay?" And Wendell was like, "I'm not dead, but like I think my knee." And he was like, "All right, cool." And then he walked away and tried to argue a call. Whatever. Yeah, I he. I mean. You can go into a whole show for how classless he's been off the court for almost his entire career in terms of what he's gotten his schools in trouble for, mm-hmm. um, even with Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was pretty unbelievable that he was he he barely he barely if any checked yeah, he on did his not own check player, on him long um, in order to then go dispute a call. I I don't yeah. have respect for somebody who does that. Um, and I'm glad the Missouri student section gave him fits enough where he wanted to keep his team on the floor and let them wave us off. Um, Because if I'm Bruce Pearl or if I'm the Auburn's coach, Auburn's running a lot in practice the next day. You let an 8-11 team get in your head that much and almost beat you, Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty ridiculous. So all the credit to the Mizzou men's basketball team. Yes, poor call by Conzo at the end. We have to acknowledge that. Should have fouled. but, yeah, they, they laid their hearts out, out in the line that's, there. That's just kind of – there was a lot of effort in yeah. that game. I will give Conzo that. He, he if fires nothing his else, team up he fires his team games. up. They always play motivated. They totally. always play with effort. Um, and I love watching Conzo actually, like, coach on the sidelines. I love looking over and watch him just scream a play. He's always – there's not a dull moment with Conzo on the sideline. And I think it's infectious energy – um, I mean, the student section, they were on fire the whole game. Uh, the energy just in that whole game was palpable. And uh, it didn't come out with a win. But, I mean, if nothing else, that was a good – it was a fun game to be at. Yeah, definitely worth it. And uh, I will say also a couple of days later I made a update to my big board because I do a lot of mock draft stuff for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith was moved off of the number one spot for me after that game. 
I mean, he's bad. And he was crying the whole game. Yeah, he was complaining. Coming back down the sideline. He side was also line. hooking um, Kobe and Amari Davison on every screen. He, mm-hmm. had a, he had an arm hooked around him. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this guy is. I think was, it got uh, Amari injured. Like, yeah, on, on he, had his, he had yeah. his arms hooked around it. I could see the talent from him there. Don't get me wrong. But after that game, I was like, Paolo Bancaro is my new number one pick. Sorry. Sorry, Jabari. You yeah. did not impress me. Not in the way, like, I thought about this because la- our freshman year, we got to watch Anthony Edwards play Mizzou, which was and another Reed really Nico close game. Reed Nico owned him. That was well, two years ago yesterday. Reed Nico did own him at the end, but Anthony Edwards at least played very well in that game. Like, yeah, Anthony Edwards matter. torched Mizzou Reed in that Nico game. Jabari Smith absolutely ruined him at the end well, of the yes, game. Well, yes, but that is what it is. Yeah. Um, that's probably enough Mizzou-Auburn coverage. Yeah. Do you Shout guys out wanna... the city of Columbia. Real great effort, guys. Yeah. Not um, a fan of this city. I, I apologize for the rant, but just, oh, Bruce Pearl boils my blood. No, so. I had plenty to say about it. There you go. Um, do you guys want to do a little lockout update? Is there anything to update from it? Or just yeah. Still... yeah um, I mean, they're talking more. On January 25th was the last update from Jeff Passon of ESPN. Uh, labor talks are over. Here's what happened. MLB agreed to accept parameters of a pre-arbitration bonus pool for top 30 war. The MLBPA is seeking $105 million. How much do you think Major League Baseball offered? <laughs> uh, Peyton can knows I, this. Can I, can I yeah, guess? you guess. Yeah. So I, I want to clarify a few things first. So they're seeking $105 million for like... So it's pre-arbitration. So when these players are getting drafted okay. and they come into the Major Leagues... They start going through pre-arbitration. They're like three, two to two to three years, where they have a set balance of how much they're going to make. And, Noth- and they wanted to be, they wanted that set balance to be. <clears throat> no, no, no. They're going to have 105 dispersed to the players. To that, all of the players. Dispersed to the players who are top 30 in F4. Okay. Or so in the MLB war. offered them 40 million. 10. 10 million. Yes. That's among, a 95 million players, dollar gap. How many players is that? Amongst? Well, it, I, there's not going to be a lot of top 30 war. Oh, rookies? Okay. Not rookies, but like prospects. first three-year sure. players. Okay. Um, second one was MLB offered minimum raise of to 615000 um, and MLBPA asked for seven seventy-five. So that, that's a good gap. Yeah, only that's hundred and sixty thousand there. Uh, the MLB withdrew offer to change arbitration structure. Um, not a big fan of that. Kind of want ARB to go a little bit faster than it does now. Right. Um, but there's no deal in place, but talks are going, which is better. There weren't really any talks last month and the week before. So moving forward, you know, some good good hope that the lockout will end soon. There you go. Um, on the Hall of Fame front, David Ortiz was the only uh, baseball player elected into the Hall of Fame for yeah, the you, 2022 you class. You on this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's good good for Big Poppy, you know, someone who's, you know, was the face of baseball at totally. some point, um, the heart of Boston. You know, this is our blanking city. Well, you know, in 2013, uh, three-time World Series champion, you know, multi-year All-Star, um, somebody who did test positive for steroids, um, somebody like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, two guys that were accused of steroids, and then Kurt Schilling, who's um, off the field issues, were the three guys that fell off the ballot on their tenth year. And, and Barry Bonds year. is, yeah, Barry Bonds is done, right? That, that was no, the they're not done. There's a today's game ballot in December of this year that they can try to get back into the Hall oh, of Fame. Okay. Um, and then I guess in 50 years, if they don't get on the today's game ballot, they'll be they can try again. And then I think at that point, people will just open up about yeah. um, steroids because at that point, the old people will no longer be the voters. Yeah. Um, but uh, are I, you like are you thinking he'll get in on the today's? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's a little tough to see. People just kind of just let Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in. Uh, they were two guys that, when they probably did steroids, they weren't illegal in baseball. Uh, the suspension time for doing steroids at one point was 10 games. 
you know, steroids made baseball better. I know Peyton doesn't believe that, but I'm keeping out of this one. <laughs> uh, steroids, you know, brought the game back to life. Um, 1994, there was no finish to the season. You know, following that, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, they brought baseball back. Yeah, somebody like Mark McGuire barely lasted. I don't even think I think don't even think he got five percent when he was on the Hall of Fame ballot. He was not on in all ten years. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but. Wow. It just sucks to see those guys fall off. It's a museum. The Hall of Fame is a museum yeah, that, that, that commemorates harsh. all the, the, the people who changed the game of baseball. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so. uh, you know, I really, like, I don't even care about the steroids part. It's just Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens would have gotten in without it. So why are you stupid enough to take it? Because everyone was doing it. No, they weren't. Yes, Ken Griffey they were. Jr. wasn't. There was no proof that Ken Griffey Jr. didn't do it. There's there's speculation that he did. all of the times he did not test positive? There's speculation from one person. Roger Clemens never happened, tested positive, Peyton. And it just so happens to be the most prolific steroid user ever. There's a lot of people in that era that used steroids. Ken no Griffey what. didn't, though, is what I'm saying. There's just no proof that he didn't, though. The fact that he never tested positive. Neither did Roger Clemens. Then why did he not get in the Hall of Fame? Because Kenny? there's so much speculation how, how he, he was also on person. the doctor's list, like yeah, about the steroids. There, but there's no proof that he actually did it. And they did also it. did steroids when it wasn't illegal. Do you think he got the steroids and just threw them away? Major League Baseball pumped steroids into the game to make it better, and then penalized the players for doing them. Yeah, I think, have done I think it. unless I think unless but the team doctors were giving them steroids. I think unless Major League Baseball or yeah, some sort of I really don't care. Comes out. They, Barry Bonds is going to get in. Roger Clemens is going to get in. They'll get in on the Veterans Committee. Really doesn't even matter that much. It's just the point, the fact that they might not be alive for it. It, is, the principle but it does expose the flaw with the actual voting system, which is writers have egos and they're old and dumb. Yeah. Well, I don't like the writers that are all in Boston and they had some ballots that were just David Ortiz. Yeah. That's that's a homer. You're not being a, an actual journalist. That's yeah. why people don't like journalism when you're just one-sided. There was a Chicago uh, beat writer for The Athletic or The Chicago Sun, maybe. But he's a White Sox writer. And there were fans mad at him for not voting for uh, Burley or Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins played like one year in Chicago. And you just – why would he vote for them? Right. He covers the team, but he – He's not a fan of the team. Well, and he has a job that they put him in that position because he understands the game. He didn't, yeah. he, they didn't put him in that position because he likes the White Sox. The team. Yeah, yeah. And then so, they could put any Joe Schmo in that position, and they'd vote for all the White Sox players. It's, it's, not why, it's the same problem with the AP voting for college basketball. Is when these when these people vote down or vote up Kansas as number one because they're a Kansas beat writer. Well, <laughs> yeah, any Kansas fan can do that. There was um, a few years ago. I think it was last year when Mizzou got ranked in basketball. There was one one AP vote didn't have Mizzou in the top twenty-five. The guy went to Kansas. Yeah. Yep. Well, that guy also, I believe, is the same guy that ranks his thing based on some algorithm. He oh, like, he made does it based on like Kem. Yeah, Kem. Oh, but and he, he like, didn't make that up. But he does use it. Yeah. He and he why was, he had Auburn he, nine yeah, last. Auburn week. would have been one before they played Mizzou, um, but they that guy ranked them like ninth. And so I remember they, that. They were yeah. Too. All right. Um, little quick thing on the all-star game starters for the nba just because that got announced yesterday um and then we'll head to break i'll get your guys's thoughts first because i've been for those for those who follow me on twitter i had, I had quite the explosion yesterday i went on a bit of a rant um what were you guys's were you guys surprised by any of the players obviously there's there's one name there but um any other any other selections you were surprised happy to see john morant first time all-star 
Trey Young's a starter. DeMar DeRozan of Peyton's Bulls is mm-hmm. a starter. As a guard. As a guard, um, which also I know saw some contention. Yeah. Um, to go over it, uh, in the East, starting five is Trey Young and DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. At the guards, Giannis, Katie, and Joel Embiid at forward. And then in the West, it is John Morant, Steph Curry at guard, LeBron, Nikola Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins as the starting forwards. Um, I have no issue with it. I like the faces of basketball to be the starters, no matter how much. Andrew Wiggins? Oh, I I have something to say about Andrew Wiggins real quick. Um, He is performance-enhancing vaccination. Uh, (laughs) Ever since he got his vaccine, he started playing better. Gave him superpowers. At one point, Bleacher Report had him as the number one basketball player by this time right now, six years ago. That's true, that article. So they were right, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is number one. Peyton, you got any thoughts? Because I'll, I'll, um, I'll go more into the Andrew Wiggins thing a little Andrew bit, Wiggins, but. I know he has had a breakout season. It's just It was jarring to see him next to all those other guys. Um, other than that, I really don't know how much debate. I know a lot of Bulls fans wanted uh, Levine over Trey Young, but it's whatever. It's, Levine, Levine's going to be in. Yeah, Levine's, Levine was always going to make it. Um, I yeah. think Trey Young especially just with the assist numbers he had, that kind of boosted him a little bit, mm-hmm. even as kind of bad as the Hawks have been. Um, yeah, my whole thing with people mad at the Andrew Wiggins thing, I think people are mad at the wrong thing. Um, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter, and people were hating on Andrew Wiggins being an all-star, but weren't naming one player that they would replace him with um, other than guards or centers. Um, and so the whole issue I have with the all-star game is you have two guards that are allowed to be in there, and then it's three forwards or three front court players. The problem or the thing the NBA doesn't tell you is they're never going to pick more than one center to start. So even if for people who are saying, well, I would have taken Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns over Andrew Wiggins, yes, both those players are more talented than Andrew Wiggins. They're probably having better seasons than Andrew Wiggins. They took Nikola Jokic. They're not going to start another center in the All-Star game. I think it's just... That's what people are complaining about. And in the same vein, people are like, I would have taken Devin Booker over Andrew Wiggins. Well, John Steph Curry got the guard spots. So sorry, Devin Booker, you missed out. Maybe if you're really mad about the you know formation of the All-Star game, you should look and say, hey, if we're playing positionless basketball in the NBA right now, why can't we say take three starting guards and two forwards? Um, or say, why can't we have two centers starting at the same time? Because... The players are also, yes, it's the East-West starters, but they're getting drafted still. So there's nothing stopping Kevin Durant from drafting three guards and starting three guards himself in a center. So why couldn't three guards be selected from the East and three from the West? I think people would probably take issue with it, but there was no forward that was not a center that was better than Andrew Wiggins this far into the season. The, ar- the arguments for the people that I've heard that are actually like in his criteria for the All-Star Game format... I don't think we're better than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I think you know it goes the same way for Demar. Like you said, it's just it feel they look out of position. Yeah, and it just doesn't really work out in that way. Um, I honestly thought Luca was going to get more votes and possibly be a starter, but I know he's not. Well, yeah. he was he was injured for a little bit. So he, he was injured. He had COVID stuff yeah. too. So. Um, yeah, I mean there was I would have put Paul George or AD in there over Andrew Wiggins. Both of them got hurt for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ingram, his team's awful. Andrew Wiggins is on the second-best team in the NBA. So Andrew Wiggins deserves his starting spot. That's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, anything else, lads, before we had to break? Good first segment. That was long. Talked about a lot long. of things. Um, off-rod, Bruce Pearl, your team's losing to a 16 seed in the tournament. They actually probably are not. They're very good. Um, 
but we'll see how that goes. We're going to take a short break. Um, it is currently 326 Central Standard Time in Columbia, Missouri. You're listening to KCOU's The Unwritten Rule. We will be right back. This is how we do every day. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. KCOU 88.1 FM is now the radio home of Missouri wheelchair basketball. Led by Paralympic gold medal winning coach Ron Likens, the Tigers retake the court this weekend. KCOU is the only place to listen to Mizzou wheelchair basketball, so tune in on Friday at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., as well as Saturday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. on KCOU.FM. KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Welcome back, everybody, to the Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hope everyone is having a fantabulous Friday. Peyton, Kenny, you guys got any plans for the weekend? Anything, anything going on? Anything fun? Uh, I'll be in St. Louis yeah, Saturday. You will. Um, There's a WWE thing, right? Yes. Uh, cool. Infante, who is also out there, will be there. Um, uh, oh, there's. Inf- wow, that was weird. Yeah, I told you. I, I knew he was out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, didn't. I didn't know he was out there, and I that would have been really. I wish I, I could. That was coincidence. You should. You would have sold me. But um, creepily smiling at me through the yeah, studio that's what he does. Just there. ignore it. He won't. He feeds off attention. Um. Well, yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm, we might play football Sunday, so I might That's do that. True. But, um, That's true. And there's a lot of football on Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. that, is not, uh, that is not us playing, as, but as high first, level as that is. But first, quick hits. Oh, wait, is Kenny doing anything? Kenny, are you doing or, anything? Or are you? I don't know. Mm. I'm going to be writing about uh, sports for the Missourian. Nothing big this week. I That's think fun. the U.S. men's national team for soccer has a game, so I'll probably be depressed watching that because it's an embarrassment, but... There you go. Uh, four unwritten quick hits. Kenny first. Spelling bee. New segment. Yep. Um, we did this segment last <laughs> yep. week, and we're going to do it really quickly. I want you guys off the document. Oh. Just change your screens. Don't look uh, at it. All right. I'm, I'm off the document. Peyton, change the doc- change your screen. I'm looking at the Auburn-Mizzou score. I'm looking at the sports. Uh, I'm sad. Okay. Are you looking? No, I'm not looking. Okay. Uh, first athlete. I'm not going to do any guesses this week because I have no idea who most of these people are. Oh, great. Uh, soccer player. Uh, his name is John Venegur of Hesselink. I am not. Three, oh, three word last oh, name. Oh, his oh. first name is J A N. Wait, wait. J A N. Yeah. All right, say oh, it one more time. Venegur of Hesselink. I don't, I've never heard of this guy. V. Yep. E. Yep. N. Yep. E. Um, yeah. G. No, wait. Venegor? Yeah. So So G. No. What? Is it U-G? A, is there another G? You don't get any more guesses. E-U-G? No. So it's V-E-N-N-E-G-O-O-R space O-F space H-E-S-S-E-L-I-N-K. Is he Dutch? 
I don't know. I just found his name on a soccer website. Uh, next player is an NHL player. Um, I'm actually going to bring uh, Griffin on for this one, so if you can throw me the cord. Oh, okay. We welcome... We oh, welcome our special guest a little early today, um, Griffin. I'm not going to say your last name because I know you don't like that. But. Welcome to the airwaves, <laughs> Griffin. Good to be back. Woo, Griffman! How's it been? How's Colorado <laughs> Hi, State? I'm still not out there. I'm, I'm still up in icy cold Duluth. Don't. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I'll be there in the fall, though. Colorado State's there. got a good men's basketball team this year. Your Rams, yeah, they're man. sixteen and one right now, and they're not just like a some like flaky yeah. or some fluky, mm-hmm. like I don't know, fluky group of five team. They're like actually pretty good. Yeah, they seem solid. They don't have like too many great wins, but if you just keep winning, eventually you'll just get ranked. So good for them. Yep. Anyway, Kenny, go ahead. Okay, here's our second spelling bee uh, player. It's an NHL player. I don't know if he plays anymore, but his name is Jonathan Marchessault. Oh, I, yeah, Marcus Slow. Yeah, he's still Marcus Marcus Slow. That makes it harder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so last Griffin, night, yeah. go first. He's a Vegas Golden Knight. Okay, Marcus So, uh, he's French Canadian. All right. M A R C H E S S A U L T. Correct. Yes, that was a good guess. Well done. Wow. One for one. Yeah, he's a Vegas Golden Knight. One for one. Oh, my bad. So. Taken right, in the expansion draft. He's been there. Expansion draft. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anymore? Florida just left him exposed. <clears throat> okay. Next one is a. You're back on here. Uh, NFL, NFL player, TJ Hausman. Oh, Hausmanza. Yeah. Um, uh, fun fact. Uh, I called a softball game where TJ Hausmanza's daughter was on the other team. I think it was. LSU? Did you get to meet TJ Hushmanzada? I did not. I don't think TJ Hushmanzada was there. Okay. I, I, can, I think I can do this one. I think I can too, but I'll let you try first. Oh, maybe I can't. I think it's a comment. I I'm think I can do okay. this. H O Yes. U Yes. S Yes. H Yes. M Yes. A Yes. N Yes. Z No. no. Dang it! Peyton? It's all of that. Yep. H O U S H M A N D. Yep. Oh. Z. Yep. T A H. Mandzada. A. Yep. Manza D. Yep. And then I have to remember if there's another A. I think it's A H. I think it's A H. No. Is no, it it's just oh, A. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Griffin, sorry, you want to go at it? I think I would have gone with it Absolutely anyways. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> it, it was E-H. 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 Oh. That'll, that'll do it. What? What's Jacob Infante just walked into the building what, what and wants happening? to say it. Hey, sorry. I was just going to say that I knew that, and I wanted to come on because I'm outside here. Well, sorry, guess what? Jacob. You didn't okay. get to guess, so uh, thanks for the cameo appearance, Jacob. Inf- uh, Jacob Infante. Draft we'll see you in everybody. April for the draft, buddy. Yep. yep. Uh, next one is a former Orioles pitcher, Padres pitcher, uh, Odris Amir Despagne. Yes, Odris Amir Despagne. Yeah. Good. Um, can you spell his name? Yes. I can spell I both want the, those I names. I want I the first name, too. Odris Amir is yeah. O-D-R-I-S-A-M-E-R. Yep. Correct. Odris Amir. Yeah. And then Despagne mm-hmm. is D-E-S. Correct. Des. P A. Yep. I. Yep. G. N E. Correct. Yep. Wow. That was. Oh, that was I didn't even bother helping. That, that was, was brought to you by uh, Tyler Kading. 
Yep, that's a good. That is a good one. Um, Odrisimer uh, Despagne versus Dan Straley. Next quick hit, though. I remember that. Oh, do KBL. I get to, Are we doing my? Are we skipping it? Oh, uh, we can do it really quickly. If okay. You have it. So I wanted to add. I wanted to give just Peyton and Kenny a chance to uh, pronounce a soccer player's name because there's a lot of hard ones. So this guy's first name. He's Polish. It's spelled A R K A D I I U S Z, and then his last name is M I L I K. Say that one more time. Milik. The first name. The first name is A R K A D I U S Z. Ardvark Milik. <laughs> you got the last name right. Yeah. That's not. That's not the hard part. But A R A R K A D I U S Z. Arkad. Arkadus. Okay. Arkad. Say say it one more time. A R K A D I U S Z. How would you pronounce that? I U S Z. Yep. Arkadus. Close. It's Arkadiz. Can you say like Yiz? Where does this guy play? Uh, he plays for Napoli in Italy, but he's Polish. Ah, there you go. Um, all right, next. Uh, he doesn't get... play for Napoli anymore. Does he not? Did he? Tra- did he transfer? Where'd he go? He was on loan from Napoli somewhere. He might still be playing. Really? Well, well, well. The surprises keep coming from Griffin. <laughs> Apparently, he go. is a man of netball as well. <laughs> netball. Uh, best beat of the week. Uh, Peyton and I discussed this earlier. But oh, he is. He's on loan in France. We're taking Griffin's it. Right. Yeah. Good call. We're taking the over in the Cincinnati-Kansas uh, City game. Lock it in, Lock folks. It in. We got our pick last week. We um, did. If you come to uh, us for betting advice... You're guaranteed to potentially get one bet right. Please, forty-six and a half by Caesars. That is something dangerous to say. Yeah, you're guaranteed not, to maybe possibly get advice. one bet right. I don't, I don't think, think we can. Say that. We okay. can't get. I'm saying we can maybe get you one right because we only do one pick a rate a week. Ah. Uh, Best thing I learned this week. Uh, this I'll go first. Uh, Bruce Pearl lost weight. Um, as much as we don't like him, he looked pretty athletic I out there. I said that, yeah. yeah. You know what? Freshman, I'll give him credit. Freshman year, he had to wear a suit. He looked very, very um, chunky. He's, he's, um, he's nothing going... wrong with that, but he was just a bigger man. And now he looks very, very <laughs> much more in shape. Yeah, and he's, his goatee looked good. I think he added mm-hmm. a little touch of white um, I think into he his looks hair. a lot better. He's trying to rock a silver fox look. So mm-hmm. if he can get a little slimmer down you know, in the waist area, I think... Yep. He'll look great. I still don't like him, but I will never give. Bruce, I'll applaud that for him. I will never give Bruce Pearl a compliment. Peyton, your turn. Uh, here's what I learned: people, I guess, don't think Peyton is no troll is a very professional. At uh, my article came out, uh, my Columbia College basketball recap for the Missourian. Uh, go check it out; it's on my Twitter. And I got these trolls quote tweeting it, <laughs> saying journalism is dead and stuff like that. It's just an ad, folks. I'm verified. I can't change the ad. All right? I'm stuck with the ad. One day I'll be Peyton is no troll ESPN, I, maybe. But I had to, I had a shift at this. What just happened? Kenny is playing Kenny. video. <laughs> I just had a shift uh, at the same publication that Peyton works for, and I'm leaving my shift. It's 1 a.m., and I look at the piece of paper, and it says, like, beat writers or whatever y'all's role is, and I see Peyton Haverman, uh... Phone number, email, Twitter, Peyton is no troll. Car, yes. What is wrong with the app, folks? I really, I'm, I'm seeing all that the I'm other ones, and it's like at whatever TV, at, at you know, by... John Smith Media, and then yeah. it's just at yeah. Peyton is no troll. It's Peyton is not roll. I, right. I think that's what You're people, right. I think that's what people get confused. What do you think of it, Griffin? 
uh, at I'm not gonna say the at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you're um, maybe if that that account you used to had. I don't. I I've never had another. Uh, I've <laughs> never had another Twitter account, Griffin. Disappe- That's actually... No, it disappeared. I don't know what happened. I, d- I had to get. I don't know what you're it talking vanished about. Vanished mysteriously. Nothing. There's nothing. Maybe you should just make your. Maybe your ad should just be your name. I don't know. You maybe. Know, like just, I. But if I name. change it now, um, uh, I'll lose the verification. Wait, so. Griffin. Didn't you used to have another Twitter account? Yeah, I don't know what happened to that one either. <laughs> <laughs> it disappeared. Um, I think just lesson learned. Don't like. Don't tell Oakland Athletic fans that the the noise that they pump into their stadium is for losers. <laughs> Don't talk smack about that. I've go. learned I can't say what happened. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, it I've, was I've to never me. had another the, the Twitter, Twitter account. Twitter accounts yeah. disappeared. Uh, the thing I learned this week is that uh, D'Angelo Russell is only 25 years old. Yep. Now, D'Angelo Russell is in his eighth season in the NBA. Chris Duarte, who plays for the Pacers, is a rookie, and he is 24. He's less than a year, or he's just over a year younger than D'Angelo Russell. He's the same the age as Joe Burrow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. I just thought that was insane when I saw that. So D'Lo's only 25. Fun fact, people. Uh, the ratio of the week. I can't believe. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you can't leave it on that. You can't leave it on that. I think Griffin <laughs> actually was. People have been, like, like I don't know. I've seen this law on Twitter. But people have been using like the fact that Joe Burrow is, I think, what twenty four as like he's twenty five now, I believe. Yeah, they've been using it as like a negative, like oh, he's like yeah. no, they're good because he's twenty five. It's like no, he's that good. Imagine he insulting Joe Burrow. He is so cool. Yeah, he's just so because cool. he's older, like he's not Brandon Whedon, yeah. rookie year age. Yeah. It's not that big a yeah. deal. All right, Kenneth. Artemi Panarin. Yeah, it's Kaprizov. it's really not a big as big a deal as people make it to be. Um. Ratio. Yeah, also, like, shut no, up. Kenny. No, no, go, Griffin. Let Griffin talk. <laughs> no, the other thing I was going to say is, like, in football, a lot of these guys come out and enter the league at 22, 23. That's anyway. true. Yeah, because like, you have to be older yeah. naturally. Good point. I, Good point. You're older, you're more refined. <laughs> okay. Uh, ratio, um, so ratio. I'm thinking. Uh, at the, sorry, no, no ratio of the week uh, goes to Eli Apple. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go through a bunch of these tweets. <laughs> this was from January 24th. Uh, he tweeted, New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city and has the worst oh. food ever. It's that swine and crawfish that's oh, killing no. it's killing your brains. Like, this guy, like... No. I know. I, he I, played for that. Well, Eli, you were terrible Eli for New Orleans. Awful. He was terrible wherever he played. He is. Eli Apple is... He had one half-decent game, and, and now he's acting not, like yeah. he's prime Deion Sanders. Do not let Sanders. any performance, any one pass deflection in that Titans game deter you. Eli Apple is bad at football. He's he going not to get... Good. Demolished by Tyreek Hill yeah. several times. I want Byron Pringle to moss Eli Apple. Shout out to I don't remember who tweeted it. Someone made a highlight reel of Eli Apple's time in New Orleans, and it literally <laughs> begins with a penalty. That's how good it was. So. Eli Apple getting burnt Honest, compilation. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, I think I'd rather uh-huh. have Alex Mose in one-on-one coverage <laughs> with Tyreek Hill than Eli Apple. <laughs> Twitter uh, user. Uh, Levine, please. Now? now he's just on Jefferson. All right. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that that's Alex's last name. Um, yeah, Mose. Yeah. Uh, Eli Apple had over 4,500 so cool. quote tweets. Oh, my gosh. On his tweet. He just went off. He got They got his mom to deactivate, so uh, oh, good job, Twitter that's world. That's mean. That's mean. No, she was going after people, oh, too. okay. So. Well, all right. Well, I mean, that is what it is. Didn't yeah. say something... Wasn't he happy that Sean Payton got fired? Yes, probably. He tweeted like a, a happy. Okay, GIF. maybe we shouldn't be so hard on Eli Apple then. 
I think after he was a first round pick and then he was really bad. Plus he's dissing the food in in Nola. Come on. Yeah, it's knowledge. It's knowledge. It's knowledge, baby. You can't eat you can't diss the food in knowledge. Um all right, we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll talk all about Eli Apple's uh Cincinnati Bengals and their chances on the AFC championship. Um with Griffin rejoining us after the break. Stay tuned. It is currently three forty three Central Standard Time here on the Unwritten Rule, and we will be right back. Tartu? Where are you? Tartu? Tartu? Tartu, you're on fire! Tartu, Dito, you found a cigarette! Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, R2. Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. R2. Do you really think I don't have a heart? Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Uh, okay. Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. Huh? I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! Welcome back, everybody, to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM, the official home of... Uh, Peyton, the Grayson Allen fan. Uh, I we're despise back. him. We're back with us. Uh, Going to talk some NFL stuff. It is, of course, the midst of playoff season. We're getting ready for championship weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, Alex Caruso has weak wrists, and let's get right into it. Um, the divisional round was some round of football. Maybe Wouldn't the you say, best. Peyton? I'd say probably the best round of playoffs we've probably ever gotten. Every game delivered in some way. I mean... The games on Saturday were good for the defensive lovers. I mean, even in a way, I mean, you have to appreciate a game like Packers 49ers. It was just points were at an absolute premium. Every single drive felt like it mattered more than any other game itself from that season, and it was just picture-perfect ending. Um, I know Griffin also was enjoying it because he's sort of a – well, he's a Broncos fan, but he also sort of roots for the Vikings. So, um, yeah, now Griffin will have to root for Aaron Rodgers in Denver. Next I was going to say, yeah, Griffin, um, are you are you excited for State Farm Man in in Denver? If that if that rumor is is has any validation? Oh wait, hired Sorry, <laughs> as their head coach makes me think that Rodgers and Adams would be coming. But I will say that it kind of scares me that they'd maybe get rid of Jerry Judy. Now, obviously, like. If I could look into the future and see, like, getting Adams and Rodgers at the cost of, like, Judy would give him a Super Bowl, I'd say, like, yeah, you do it in a heartbeat. But 
I don't know. It's it's a little scary, especially after they the way that they folded the playoffs this year to the Niners. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Rodgers. All right. Fair enough. Um so yeah, Packers 49ers was on Saturday, and then Bengals Titans was the earlier game. The Bengals Cinderella run. Joe Cool continues his streak into the playoffs. Um love what Evan McPherson said to him and their offensive coordinator on the sidelines when he was ready to come out and make that game-winning kick. Before he made it, he goes, looks like we're going to the AFC title game. Went out and drilled the kick. Cold-blooded rookie. We watched him play. Two years ago. Two years ago. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Bengals advance, Packers advance, and then Sunday, boy, oh, boy, those games were wild. Um, Tom Brady nearly pulled off. The NFL scriptwriters really almost wrote that for him. They spoiled um, us this weekend, the scriptwriters. Gave us, gave us two absolutely phenomenal games. Tom Brady nearly coming back uh, before the Rams drove down and hit a game-winning field goal. And then Chiefs-Bills, just a oh, wild I wanna throw, one. Before we go into that, go Matt it. Stafford, um, should he win potentially the Super Bowl, I would very much consider Aaron Rodgers' legacy closer to Matt Stafford's level of legacy than he is to Tom Brady. I Wait, don't say that again. In terms of all-time greatness, right. Aaron Rodgers is probably closer to Matt Stafford than he is to Tom Brady if Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl. Fair enough. I really don't know how that can be argued at this point. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that Aaron Rodgers has been so, so good but has only brought that team to one Super Bowl. It's because he's not that good. Um, when you look at the total number of picks that we've had this year, um, I'm at 110, the guest is at 113, Jack is at 121, and Peyton's at 124. If I win out and the guests lose out, I'll tie with the guests for a second. And then if Jack wins out and Peyton loses out, they will tie for first. You're going down. Um, Go Bengals, go Niners. So everyone has to pick opposite of each other. So whoever Griffin picks, I'm picking the opposite. All right. Should we we get into the picks real quick? Um, Before that, let me just do my playoff Dirty Bird of the Week. There's no more Dirty Birds in the playoffs right now, so the birds are dead. I'm going to go over (laughs) to the NHL. I'm going to give it to the Penguins. They lost to the Kraken this week, 2-1. Oof. Oh, um, the Kraken stink. But the Penguins are still 27-10-6, and six, so I'll, oh give it, I'll give them that. Shout out. Uh, that was their only loss of the week. Shout out fellow KCOUer Connor McGovern. He's a Penguins fan. Also, as a show today, if you like music, you should listen to it. His theme this week. Oh, I won't spoil it, actually. Uh, the playoff fraud of the week is the Titans and Aaron Rodgers. Um, other than that, I think uh, Hoover is going to jump on real quick. Oh, okay. Hello, uh, right. Hoover. How's the Yukon? Hey, Jack. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Hoover, long pleasure, time no pleasure see. To it's hear crazy you on the show how we again. get you here yeah, every time Griffin seems yeah. to be on. Yeah, you know, I just I love Griffin. I love the way he plays plays with the puck. Uh, good good guy with the stick. Good stick handler. That that's that's my guy. Handler. Griffin, is Griffin here? Is Griffin here? Is that Looney here? Griffin, you here? That Looney. Hey Griffin, I'm I'm going uh, to Timmy's real quick and grab me a box of Timbits. You you want to go? Hoover, I'd love to come with, but. You know, I got other obligations. Do you think you could pick me up a, uh, a nice cap or two and maybe uh, another box of Timbits? It, it is it is a crazy life, uh, Griffin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on my way to the beer store. I lied to you. I'm going to go get me a pack of, of a 2-4. What, what did they say? Well, why not just get a I don't know six. if they're allowed to say oh, that. Kenny looked, up, Kenny looked up Canadian turns. Oh, mm, grab your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up the jargon. <laughs> All right, Griffin, I got to bounce. <laughs> Wait, don't you have a question, right, Hoover? Talk to you later, then. Oh, uh, uh, Griffin, uh, you know I. Being <laughs> Sounds the, like he's from New York now. Be, yeah. 
Me and the wife, uh, we just moved here from Manitoba. Um, we love. I we we're lo- from the Yukon. We love. We love your your stick game. Uh, but do you ever get cold on the ice? Do I ever get cold on the ice? Who you should know this by now. We've talked about this. You know, it just depends <laughs> on the rink. Uh, which rink is what the about coldest, Griffin? What about we Artinas? always ask him that too. Why don't we just remember? <laughs> I do it's remember, a, but it's okay, Artinas is the arena. Yeah. Artinas was uh, oh that or. That Twitter ad hasn't been spoken about in a while. It's it's, it's in your bio. Year, actually, you've got to come on and talk it about is. that when you come to Columbia. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! Dude. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. We'll... Oh yeah, it's big spoiler alert. We'll be, I'll be coming down to Columbia. Whoa! I think in the beginning of March, mm-hmm. Ultimate Frisbee Tournament. We're uh, it's this one's not hosted by Missouri or University of Missouri. Which is weird. It's Washington University of oh, St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. here. Oh yeah, Gosh, it's, But it's at, it's at Cosmo Park. So oh mm-hmm. sweet, we Very play fun. football there. Yeah, we do yeah, play football there. That's where I broke my field goal record. Yeah. Was at Cosmo Park. <laughs> so Griffin, yards. if Griffin gets here in time, <laughs> what did he say? He just roasted. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> he laughed when you said the field goal record and said, "Yeah, thirty-two yards." <laughs> Close. <laughs> Uh, when Griffin gets down here, if he gets here in time, he'll actually be in studio with us for that. Very that fun. Show. All right. Well, we look forward to that. But with that said, we got to get into championship picks before the show ends. So, Griffin, who you got in the first championship game of the weekend, which is, of course, chiefs Bengals? Can Joe Cool get it done, continue the upset run against the Chiefs? Who are you picking? AFC championship weekend. I, you know what? I love what I've seen from the Bengals offense. I love what I've seen from Joey Burrow. But I hate their offensive line. And I think that they just have too many holes to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs just feel like the most complete team in the NFL right now. I think they're winning the Super Bowl. So I'm taking the Chiefs. All right. Kenny, Peyton? Well, I have to pick the Bengals. So oh, you're right. <laughs> if, I, if I want any chance. You're right. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Griffin. I love Joe Burrow. This has been nothing but a positive year for the Bengals. Good things are coming uh, in the future in Cincinnati. But I have to go with the Chiefs for now. Just too much to overcome. I think that game last weekend was the Super Bowl. Which also forces me to pick the Bengals. Jamar Chase, I was right on my draft pick. I'll have a bit to play when he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Next game, nightcap, NFC Championship game, Rams 49ers, third matchup of the season for these two squads. 49ers took both of the previous two meetings. Griffin, are they going to go three for three? It's hard to beat the same team three times. Yeah, I, I think the Rams will do it again at home. I, you know... Jimmy Garoppolo did not look very, how do I put this, good against the Packers. And no one seems to be talking about that. Everyone wants to talk about how Aaron Rodgers failed, but in reality, it was the special teams that really screwed up. And Garoppolo was just kind of there. I think that the Rams will take this fairly convincingly, actually. All right, Griffin's taking a Rams. Yeah, I know Matthew the, Stafford upcoming Super Bowl appearance. Sorry, go ahead. You're good. Um, I know the 49ers have had the Rams number for the last couple years now. I think I th- Matt Stafford. I he finally cleaned it up. He's on a roll right now. I don't know if Jimmy can make enough plays down the stretch. Um, Debo's gonna, not going to be 100. percent Trent Williams might not even play. So I'm going to have to go with the, the Rams here. Well, I guess I have to take the 49ers. There's just because just I have to be opposite of Griffin. So, yeah, I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl, but I will be picking the 49ers in this game to try and beat Peyton in the picks. 
Um, I will say I worry about them, especially with the injuries Peyton mentioned. Fred Warner's very good at defense, though. He is. He's quite good. He's going to sack Matthew Stafford. Jimmy G will use his 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 charm to to navigate that game, mm-hmm. and you know that'll get it done. Um, yeah, um, that'll wrap it up. I I'm reckon. actually I'm going to announce something. Announce it on the show. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to start. I'm, uh, I'm getting on the golf tour. Uh, yeah? My first my first uh, round is going to be at the Beer Path Golf and Country Club. Um, what are you talking about? I'm going to be at the Beer Path Country Club, and uh, I'm going to need a caddy. Uh, does, do an, does anyone have a, know of a caddy out there that that knows about this golf course? Have you been looking at my LinkedIn? Uh, <laughs> what's a what's a fulfillment I just specialist? Got a notification from LinkedIn, Griffin. Three people have been looking at your profile. <laughs> what's a fulfillment Those specialist? Those people are Kenny on three different LinkedIn accounts, also. Because like, I clicked on it three different what times. What's a fulfillment specialist? Wow, this oh, is oh unbelievable. Uh, All right, we got we got to wrap. We got to wrap. Taking items, the most boring job ever. <laughs> Griffin, it was so bad. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to see you in March. Hopefully, in any person. last words, Griffin? Any quick last words? <laughs> not like that. We're not gonna. Kenny, Kenny, you have a handsome picture on your LinkedIn. That's there we go. That's a minor in that picture. I wouldn't say that. Oh my! <laughs> I was 17. All right, <laughs> we're co- we're gonna call it. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening this week. Um, Griffin, thanks again for coming. Hope everyone has a fun and safe weekend. Hasta la vista.